Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So anyway, you're in Los Angeles. You're not in New York. Uh, you want to tell everyone how you got you, cause you used to be in New York. So how did you come yeah. out from New York and LA? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on yeah, Chris, no to problem. chat. Uh, my husband and I, we met in New York and then we wound up, he was a broad, he's a Broadway performer as well. We both did theater in New York. That was the dream to move from New York. I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh. So New York is quite, uh, is a little far away, but I'm really grateful for the time I had in New York. And then my husband decided he wanted to go to law school and he got a scholarship out to uh, law school in LA. And then we made the move and I was, I'm, I'm being from Phoenix. It's LA is not like we would go to LA during the summer or San Diego during the summer. Uh, so it's not like it was brand new to me. Sure. Um, I go and dance there a lot. And that's when we made the move. And that was 12 years ago now. So I've been out of New York for a little bit and I lived in New York for about seven years prior to that. Gosh, darn it. Where does the time <laughs> just saying that feels like I, I still feel like I'm like 21 sometimes. And then I'm like, Nope, Nope. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Oh God, I'm not telling you that. However, however old do you want me to be? Oh, well, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm to be 36. This year, so. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay no, we're kind uh, of part of the same we're part of the same time you you and i are part of the same i will say okay. <laughs> people would be like just say your age but uh <laughs> uh we're part of the internet when i was talking to somebody today about like when the internet first came about like people you know that's that's the generation super mario brothers uh from i remember when cassette tapes went <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of giving you a rough idea. It's a fun game to play. Guess, yeah, guess my is. age while you're listening to this. A mystery too. Like, ooh, what? Is he? <laughs> but no, yeah, I remember I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about you know my very first internet experiences and like the major one. I think I was in college and I think I was 2006 ish, and that's when Facebook started coming out. And it was only mm -hmm. um, obviously for just college. People and like all my friends are like, you gotta get Facebook. I was like, what the hell is Facebook, man? Well, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, just get on it. That's only for college. And so we get on it. And then you just start. I don't even know how it was back then compared to today, but I mean, I just mean, looking at pit, pictures and then, you know, like Chris's 
watching TV right now. <laughs> yes. Remember yeah. that when you would yeah. be like just the little sentences you complete it, <laughs> exactly. which was so weird. If you think about it, I remember MySpace. I mean, you never remember MySpace. I do remember right? MySpace, but I never had MySpace. So what? Oh yeah. yeah I never MySpace. coded or got to code my songs on there or anything. So. Top friends. Top, <laughs> you had like your four top friends. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the, it's, this is where I feel old, but like it's, it was the simpler times, shall we say. I think technology, I, this is already getting deep, but like technology really took off. It really like the internet pushed forward everything really, really fast. And I think that's had pros and that's had sure. some major cons as well with the amount of information that can get out there. Because I remember when you had to go to the library to find out information, you just couldn't look up google like you just couldn't now google is like someone said saint google and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah because you know i do remember the day when you would actually have to go to the library to research a paper for school sure. like it wasn't just so easy uh to go on where we are the information age now that's for sure did you have many uh, different ways did you have a huge encyclopedia <laughs> in Texas? oh yeah <laughs> I, like, I mean my 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 family did up yeah. in, the, in the office yep you want to look up something, man. <laughs> Let me get pull out A or whatever it was. And just some mm -hmm. about it, man. Um, yeah. And it was took so much time. And you know, it was uh, and now that's not the case at all. Any question that I have, someone has like even asked me a question, They're like, how do you do that? I'm like, go on YouTube University. Like YouTube University will have some sort of answer for you, which is great because then you don't have to take, you know, a week to figure out something. It can be really fast, but yeah. You know, the pros and cons of all of that as well. It, there is something about like taking the time. <laughs> I think our, our brains get a little overwhelmed with all the information we are taking social media. Sorry, but like, you know, I have a tendency. I'm like, okay, take a break, take a break. There's too much going in. Yeah. That's what I was uh, saying the other day that somebody was talking about how it's almost information overload with our, just like you just said, with our brains, with, you know, uh, screens in front of us, you know, yep. podcasts, you know, music, news coming at us 24 yep. seven, regular conversations we're having out on the street, you know, and it's just our phones, it's just our brain is almost like it can't handle. It. It's like an actual computer yep. that's getting so full. It starts to slow down. But um, my whole point of this is that uh, he's a comedian. His name is Tom Poppin. Sorry if I've talked about it on here before everybody, but <laughs> he was talking about like, so he, he, he was like a life coach or a yoga coach. I can't re exactly remember, but basically he would take 10 to 15 minutes and just reset his day, like in the afternoon and just no screens, no sounds, just sit in a room, you know, no distractions at all. Lock out the mechanisms. And I mean, just it's really healthy to do that. I'm, all, I'm pushing myself now more, you know, even though we've been dealing with the pandemic and it's kind of like hard to navigate, to be around people sometimes, but like, I'm really trying to have more, conversations with people instead of just being on social media to get my sure. point across. I think that's really important is to talk with people <laughs> and have conversations and not put a comment in a comment section on it. So what I think the thing there's so we we hear so many people's inside voices right now. And it's really I think um, I know for me specifically, it's great to really hear firsthand from people. I, 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 my husband and I currently live and this is, it's been an, it's been a beautiful journey, but like we recently moved, we live part-time in LA, part-time in Joshua tree. We have a place in Joshua tree, California. Nice. Long story long. We had a trailer um, in Joshua tree with our house there. And we moved the trailer to, uh, to an RV park in LA. And I love the RV. Like I, 
the RV park has been great and the people I've met and everybody's really social and you're dealing with people that want to travel and go around and they, they're very, I would say adventurous in a, in a sort of way, yeah. but it's been really beautiful to be around people that um, just want to talk. They just want to say, they want to talk and say hi. And, you know, there's, it's a social thing. So it's been really great to have conversations in person. Yeah. I mean, I'm generally speaking when I say this, but it seems that, you know, you know, I was pretty lucky or fortunate in the pandemic where, Life was pretty much the same for me, except I had to wear a mask when I left, you know, the house. But yeah. you know, I was still able to go to the gym. I was still able to go to work. You know, I was still able to get my food, except I just wouldn't go out to eat. But I guess my whole point is that people were or are missing these actual conversations, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, and that was one reason why I started this podcast, because, you know, I wanted to actually reach out to people, talk to people, learn. I mean, I, I get a lot of stuff out or a lot of knowledge out just learning and talking to people like yourself, you know, with mm. your life experiences, what you've been through, what you've done. What do you know that I do? Yeah. And, you know, and one thing I like to say is don't be married to your ideas, you know, like, you know, you might we might find a different viewpoint later on in this podcast that we differ on, but you can actually say it out like how this is why you think this way. And this is why I think that way, but it doesn't have to be, you know, when we go on like social media, you can easily just throw shit on yeah. all people and just go crazy yeah. on it. But here we can just, I just want to talk it out. You know, we don't have yeah, to have definitely. Points. We can just talk it out, have a rational, nice grown up conversation, you know? Well, and people will have, and yeah, and, and really having a healthy interaction, shall we say, because there's sometimes it's very, it can be very extreme and sure. just, trying to yeah have conversations or you know i don't know it's yeah i think social media can be really i think the internet age overall we kind of <laughs> right into the internet age and the uh, how it took off and how so much information started getting out there and it what type of information it confuses people and everybody's all over the place and i think um really having human connection in front of people, not necessarily like, at least we're talking in real time right now. <laughs> we're not on, you know, I'm not going to your post and seeing what you said. And then if it maybe made me angry, getting super angry and then figuring out what to write in response, I don't do that, but to write in response to something that I disagree with, with you and then put it there. That does to me, that does absolutely sure. nothing unless we can really have conversations and um, connect Think that's the whole that's the human experience but it's you know i think it's been a little hard these last couple of years let alone yeah you know, I mean, to have that experience it was a whole new way of life you know especially for myself you know like we were just talking about our ages and stuff but you know i think there was a meme I, right during the pandemic it's like hey i'm tired of all these life history events coming out like can we just have, go back to normal life you know you i know? mean so yeah like can we just slow down for a little bit but, yeah yeah so this is like the one of the first experiences that most people have had you know, where they're just like, hey, you know, life is changing, whether we like it or not. And I don't know how, you know, what to do with myself. You know, it's like everything was going real fast paced. Boom. Red light. Yeah. Now reevaluate re how you're doing your life or whatever. But, you know, my whole point, I guess that part is that, um, do you know what genetic memory is? I mean, I, I can kind of get it from what you're saying, but. Yeah. I so basically it, it seems like that, you know, like, a, you know, a, a, if I use the analogy, like, you know, a, a bird dog, you know. Not many people can just teach it to bird hunt or whatever a point at a bird mm. when it finds it. It just automatically knows, you know. So somewhere yeah. down the line, it's just down in their brain. But the whole point of what I'm yeah. getting at is that it seems like we like when I say we like humans like telling stories. We like talking, you know. Before yeah. technology, before the internet age, I mean, that's what people did, you know, get around and talk. We would dissect conversations, you know, 
tell stories, you know, whether they were fake or real or whatever. I mean, even before, you know, we, before yeah. video and before black and white television, you just keep going back, you know, and that's sometimes I think yeah. about that, you know, it was that, like you said earlier, simpler times and stuff, you know, but just yeah. getting together with the, you know, the town storyteller or whatever. And like, <laughs> them ramble. I don't know if I had a town storyteller, but <laughs> you know, it's, I, I do think there definitely is. I mean, even being here where I am and talking to people, like at the RV park, there's it, it there's pride. People have pride in where uh, in the community, and they uh, even in uh, where we are in Joshua Tree, we're really in a place called Pioneer Town, and Pioneer Town is used to be a old we- a country western, uh, Wild Wild West, Roy, Roy Rogers movie set, and then okay. it turned into a, a city somewhat. But it's in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. It's become quite famous in its own thing, but it's still very small and still like. There's, you look up at, at night, you see the beautiful stars. I love it there so much. People take so much pride and as they should, they take pride in the history of the town. Uh, every year they have an anniversary to celebrate. Like, I love that. I love, it is, it is great. And um, people want to take care of that and they want to respect that. And, you know, I think, cause a lot of LA seems to be coming, even though, you know, Pioneer Town was created by Hollywood in a way, but yeah. like a lot of it's becoming so popular that it's, it's changing the area a little bit and people are getting a little overwhelmed. Um, and I get that cause it's, it's a peaceful place, but again, people take pride, uh, in there. I I'm glad that people take, I'm, I love that they take pride in the community. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's something that it's, I wish we could see more of, and I, we do, we do. I'm not saying I live in a big city. So like, or at least Los Angeles, it's kind of hard <laughs> sometimes to have a community. It's a massive city, you know? Yeah. A lot of people take pride in their towns. You know, I'm, I'm from a really, really small town, you know, no stoplights, all farmland. Very, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Very really. Rural. Yeah. Two general stores. Um, no stoplights. No stoplights, dude. Like we have stop signs, <laughs> but how um, big was the town? Like population, we we're not even called a town. It was called a community. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. So like yeah, that was exactly. massive. But, but how was that? People take yeah. Um, it was different. You know, it was not like you know living in New York or LA or anything by any means. Obviously, so it was one of those things. I had a close neighbor, but you know, maybe a quarter, half a mile down the road, but, you know, it's, but, you know, I think she was older. She was, you know, eight in her seventies or eighties while I was growing up, but it's not like we all had a cul-de-sac and all my friends get around and we go <laughs> ride bikes and like the typical, what you'd see in a movie and get into trouble or whatever. So like my nearest friends were miles away. So unless yeah. you could just get, you know, the, uh, mom and pop to <laughs> escort a ride for you or whatever, <laughs> and get over to their house or whatever. So, I mean, it was, it was a good experience to live it or yeah, it was a good experience growing up just because, you know, you're safe, you know, it's a lot of family values, just a lot of rich heritage, but you're also on the other side of it, you're not exposed to a whole lot of stuff. So, mm. you know, as far as like, you know, big cities walking down the road, seeing homeless people or whatever, you yeah, know, you're not used to that. Yeah. Never see that. And, you know, never see like what's actually going on. You know, everyone's like, everyone knows their names in that town, you know, or each other's names, you know, you, you don't lock your doors, keep your keys in the car. Like nobody, you know, it was one of those things. It's like, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> did not see it. Like that, you know, like, you know, I remember, you know, we would leave and uh, go get something to eat. You know, what's like the nearest grocery store is like 45 minutes away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, but, you know, we'd get halfway down the road. It's like, did we close the garage door? Did, like, I don't think so. I was like, ah, whatever. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> so like, oh, I'd be like, we got to turn around. We got to <laughs> turn around. We got to. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things. It was great growing up, but also you do feel like you missed out on a lot, or I feel like I missed out on some good opportunities. And, 
could yeah. be just my experience. Not everybody might say that, but you know, I just, or maybe I was just too nervous to expand my horizons cause I didn't know about change. And when I did see like a homeless person, like, Ooh, you know, this is way different than what I expect. So, yeah. 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 And that's the, I mean, that's, and it's my fascination with like a small town. Cause like the opposite where I didn't, I don't know that world at all growing up in North Phoenix like it's a massive, it's a massive city. Phoenix is massive. So like, yeah, I did have the call sack. We lived in a call sack, like in, you know, brick walls that's separated each house. And, um, you know, like, but I, I love that. I think that's an overall, you know, that's what I know for me. I, yeah, I'm really trying to expand my horizon to really understand all different types of people. I've always been, I always wanted to but like really getting to know all different types of people. It's, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it's a, it's a call on me. Yeah. It's great. Cause you know, I, I did a podcast, his name was miles and he was talking about how, you know, he's, he's a multimillionaire and you know, he did has no high school. Education. Did he drop out of high school? He didn't go to college. I don't remember. Can't remember about high school, but anyway, he yeah. traveled, you know, he learned, you know, I guess street smarts, you know, he learned things from other people. He learned from his traveling experiences and learned what worked, what didn't work. And that's kind of how, you know, he, he became as successful as he was. It was one of those things that, you know, like, Oh, I've never really done that. You know, I was kind of always taught, you know, Hey, go to school, get the education. Uh, yeah. That'll make you successful in life. And I'm not saying it didn't or whatever. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go get an education or anything, but, <laughs> but it's just one of those things that, you know, maybe I should have took a year off or something. And I say that I'm saying this now, I mean, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, but maybe I could have, gain more experiences just trying out life and backpacking through Europe or something and yeah. what people do. But I don't know. I mean, it, or it could have ended up bad. I could have you know, <laughs> ended up shot and killed. I don't know. Well, and I think that's a, I know for me, I've always been a person that follows my heart. Like Phoenix is far from New York city. Like going, going to New York was a big, that was a change for me, even though Phoenix is a big city, New York and the East coast. Like I grew up in the Valley of the sun, like 120 degree summers. Yeah. Winter was not a thing that I grew up in at all. And when I, my heart was always calling me to move to New York and do, you know, I wanted to be on Broadway and, um, that I'm grateful I did that, but yeah, all those things, it was really <laughs> challenging. It's not to say the least, it was really, really challenging, but there's different things. And I think it is really following your heart and seeing what, you know, I, I try to, even when teaching, cause I teach with teaching dance, I try to inspire people to adults, especially to create to and dance has helped me always to listen to my heart for and it has guided me through life to help me understand how to move through life and i wouldn't i truly would not be sitting here if it weren't for dance and being able to have that form of expression to allow me to follow my dreams whatever that might be whether that even just be you know starting something new or it doesn't necessarily have to be like when we say when i say dream it doesn't necessarily need to be this world changing thing in the moment it dreams are so many different things and i really try to help people understand what is the dream for you where are you in your life to expand out because we all have them we all have them like we do i i think it's just a matter of bringing them to life or they sit there and then you know i i know i don't want to i don't want to live in regret myself for being like hey i wish i would have done that mm. i will i don't i really want to make sure that my last breath here that i'm like okay 
I, I, I put my best foot forward, whatever that might be into following that dream. Yeah. I, I'm glad you just said that too. And you know, I, I got, this might be a two part, I don't even know if it's a two part question or a two part statement, whatever you want to call it. But so, like, cause I agree, you know, John Wilborn, I don't know if you know, who he is, but he's like a coach of power athlete. He's a guy I follow as far as coaching and uh, CrossFit and weightlifting and all that good stuff. And, you know, he, he kind of wants to put that, moral or value on his kids saying that, you know, when he's looking back on his life on his deathbed, he doesn't want to be, you know, like, damn, you know, I wish I would have got that iPhone 14 or wherever we're at now, you know, like, or, but like more, it's like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, looking back at like, I'm glad I took that experience where I took that leap of faith to, you know, chase my dream. It's like you were saying, or, you know, got to see the grand Canyon or the, uh, pyramids of Egypt, you know, like, that's what I always think about now is it's like, you know, screw materialistic things, you know, I mean, like they're, they're all good and all, don't get me wrong. I like to do iPhones and stuff too, but, but it's just like, you know, I feel like I'd have that memory of seeing the grand Canyon or seeing even LA or I've never been there yet or the pyramid. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, (laughs) you know, I mean, side tangent here, just, I feel like with the pandemic and stuff, things are kind of weird out there with, I don't yeah. know. That's probably with the rest Traveling. of the and still COVID. And like, I, I just, this is just based on what I've read and heard. So I don't know for a fact, but you might, you'll know better than I, I do. Okay. Um, but yeah, but, but the other part of that statement or question I was going to ask was that, so at an early age, you knew that you had to go to New York and dance, right? Is that what you were? I mean, I knew, I knew, I've always been creative. I think that's the thing. Like I've always been creative. And I've tried to continue to tap into that. I found dance at a young age. My my brother dances. So my older brother, about six years older than me, uh, he dances. And that kind of, that's what opened the door for that. But I started dance really when I was like seven. And I'm so glad I found that because that's truly the thing that has kept me going in a way to follow my dreams. Yeah, to follow my dreams. I, and the dreams have evolved and changed. That is the, and that, I think that has come with age as well to like be, oh, that's life, yeah. <laughs> life, like nothing will ever stay the same, even though there was different. I remember when I moved to New York and the, you know, or when I was younger, yes, I want to go to New York. I want to be on Broadway. That was a goal. I was made that a major goal. And then when I was in New York, I was like, I'm never leaving New York city. This is, I love New York city. This is forever. That and I've learned to stop saying this is forever. It will, who knows what, you know, life will, life has definitely taught it. Well, we've all learned through this pandemic. Nothing is, nothing is like this is really whatever it is you believe in. I, the, the higher power, the universe, whatever that is to you, it, yeah. it is all out of our control. We can try our best. I guess there's like a saying, like when we try to, when we try to steer it, then, you know, God takes it in its own hands and has a different plan. And at the end of the day, I'm trying, I'm still really trying to learn to be like, okay, I wanted to go right, but I need to go left now. The more I, less I fight it, the better, the better it gets actually. Like you just kind of let the universe take you where you want it or what you think it should take you. Is that what you're saying? Half and half, half and half. Yeah. Like I, I think there was a period of time. I actually have this, um, I have this post-it that I have, there's a wall right in front of me here, but I have a post-it. And recently I have been really feeling like creating my future more, like really creating what, or at least envisioning and having, 
dreams and sure. having goals and but creating uh i used to say a lot like universe whatever you want me to do put it in front of me and i will do it like okay great and, that, and don't get me wrong that has been a great thing but i have a thing that says i am a powerfully grounded manifester like that i you know that i continue to create stay grounded and work it's not me alone so it's the universe working you know working with the universe or what that is to me and then letting things evolve and change. And I'm really, life has been really great like that, but it's always going to change. I think that's the thing that I, for me, I've learned is like, it never stays the same. It's never, I don't think it's supposed to, it's supposed to evolve. Like humanity has, if you go back in the beginning of time to where we are now, it has evolved and changed so much. It's never going to, it is going to continue that humanity and uh, the evolution of the mind and is always and i think that's hard for humans sometimes from in my opinion watching humans especially in this age it can be hard to especially with so much information and so much change can be very overwhelming who i don't like i have to admit i don't like change as much too I'm, i'll kick and scream i'm like no I wanna, <laughs> no i don't want to change like it challenges you challenges you no i agree 100 it seems like that that's what the only thing as far as the human race is actually ever can say that was actually consistent was that was just change. You know, I mean, it was yeah. like the only thing we strive on is just trying to get better and better and better at this thing called life, I guess. And which yeah. you know, this is one of the best times to be alive. You know, we can sit here on our phones and have something yeah. to us in a couple of days and have food <laughs> delivered. And, you know, thank God for that. Yeah, I know videos and have conversations through the air and just you know if we get hit by a bus or whatever you know get stung by a snake or stung by a snake bitten by a snake <laughs> i mean yeah, I guess. yeah yeah that's necessarily yeah, maybe but, uh, in maybe in the future yeah, uh, you know better chances of you know being you know healthy again or be recovering from it so yeah um I hear you. And I think that's the, even through this global pandemic, like we thank goodness for the, to be able to zoom in, even though it's, we're all a little like annoyed about it, like thank goodness or be on our phone or do that. Like we've had some distractions. I watch so much TV. I don't I have to admit, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but man, through this pandemic, I was taken away in fantasy and creativity yeah. through television shows that, you know, I loved that, that I didn't even know I was going to love. Like, I was like, please just give me some sort of escape from this mentally right now as I'm trapped. I feel trapped because I'm such a social person. So to pull that away from me was, for me, it was really difficult. It was really, really difficult. I didn't, did, did it just change? I was like, I'm fine, but I wasn't. Did it change? <laughs> did it, I mean, did it just change like your mentality? I mean, you're, you're not yeah. like who you were as a person. I, I mean, just I've, shut down like that. I am definitely not the same person anymore. And that's, that's a good thing. That's oh, a good okay, thing. Okay. Like that is, it challenged me in a way. I think, I think it's challenged. I can't speak for everybody else, but I will say that it seems that being stuck at home or at least being challenged to kind of sit still for a moment really woke everybody up in a way that it, it forces us to kind of look at ourselves and to say, you know, to sit with ourselves, which can not always be fun to sit with. We want the distractions. Yeah. Um, and we don't have, we didn't have that for a little bit. And you can see that it it's tough. And then not only that, it's just been obviously crazy for, the, the world uh, in many different ways, you know, as we try to rebuild ourselves back up again after this, you know, history is, it, it is, 
being written right now in this very moment. And like you said, we are a part of that. We are definitely a part of that right now, what will be written into history books. I don't take that lightly either. I think that's the thing. Like I was very aware when we first went into lockdown, I remember I told my husband, I said, this is going to change our lives forever. Sure. Like that is, that was the most wildest thing ever to witness the world, the world, not just, it was the world shut down and like, it was wild. It was just wild. And psychologically, I think that's the ripple effects from that have just been, you know, so that's why I love what I do. I, that's why I personally, like, I love that I, I've always used dance as a way to help me into ever since I was a kid. And I love that through this pandemic, I've been able to really, uh, cause I teach virtual classes. So I, been, and I didn't plan on that at all. I never planned ever to teach virtual classes from my home, not once in my life. And I had to go with the change of that. And it's been really amazing to see that as well, because I've been able to make friends with people from around the world that I've never met in person, that I barely heard yeah. speak, that I've only seen dance. And we've, I've really just continued to try to inspire people when in doubt, dance it out. Like that's my main motto has been my main motto my whole life. Uh, when you're happy, dance. When you're sad, dance. When you're angry, dance. Whatever emotion, whatever human emotion you're feeling, just dance. And it has helped me to kind of get out those emotions. And I've had a lot of emotions these last couple of years. So so you've always taught the classes virtually. Is that what you said? No, no, no I have not. This started, yeah. pandemic you started. Is yeah, the pandemic. Okay. I mean, I've, I created a workout video prior to the pandemic. Thank goodness I did that. But I, I wound up starting to teach dance uh, virtual classes from my home like in August of 2020. And um, because I was teaching prior and then I, I needed a moment, like I have to admit when the pandemic hit, I was like, I need a moment. And uh, I don't know if I emotionally, I can actually just get out there and do everything. But then I started teaching virtual classes and learning that I had to set up a whole sound system because you can't take a dance class. Like Zoom is, if you share a sound, it's going to be like time delay. You can't do that with dance. So I had to do some research and thank God for YouTube University. <laughs> Yeah. Is it tough teaching a dance class virtually? I mean, because you're just it was everybody, right? Instead of just I mean putting them in positions and saying no, I don't know, I don't know anything about. <laughs> I mean, I, I it was a matter of like setting up the camera properly, and uh, yeah, and like you know, I'm used to people being behind me, even though I've done stuff to the camera, and you know, having to reverse things. So when I say when I say left, that's you know that's their right. So like having, and so I actually have pieces of paper next to the camera that say left and right. So I know what their left and right is because my brain, it's too much information for my brain. So I've, I've told myself when I record, uh, when I have to do like another workout, a dance workout video, I need big signs that say left and right next to the camera. Cause so I can know, cause you have to reverse it, but yeah, it's no, it's been a learning experience every, you know, that's, and I think even just as like a business owner, that's what it is. That's, well, that's what it's always gonna be it's everything is evolving and changing it's always going to continue technology is always going to get better some new thing is going to come out some new way of doing something is going to happen and i if i don't grow with that then i'm not going to be it like i couldn't what am i going to say i oh there's a global pandemic i don't want to do it this way like <laughs> like no that's just what it is and i have am i going to go with it yeah like everybody like no doubt you have as well you know I, while you were talking, I was thinking about, so I did PE as my undergrad in college okay. and that's awesome. There was, well, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, well, it was good. It was a good major. Um, 
I kind of have, you know, like you're talking about regrets really like, should I do that? Should I did something else, but I'm not using it as why. So anyway, oh, got it. Got so it. the whole point was that, so for one of my classes, we actually had to teach uh, a dance for like our PE and, uh, and that was part of it. Like you, you were the instructor and you had to be, you know, I guess mirrored to the class while you actually taught the dance moves or whatever, but it was simple, like take aerobics meets, PE meets whatever yeah. you want to put it with, you know, they're and, like jumping jacks. Yeah, 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 it was like jumping yeah, yeah. jacks. I remember you would do like you know like a couple punches and like a high knee thing, and then yeah, go do it Very to the right up. side. Yeah, you know, and like do a step up on a box. But I don't know. But uh, I bet you if I that sounds like my kind of class. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds I like my kind of do, class. Uh, Vanilla Ice, um, Go Ninja, I think was the name of the song. <laughs> like, do you know that song? <laughs> it was like in the Ninja Turtles movie back in like the 90s. Oh my God. <laughs> we are part of the same time. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, I used to uh, love the Ninja Turtles, by I the way. You, I bet you that Jim's hiding on a flash drive somewhere. Maybe I need to put that on Instagram. But anyway, I was like, but yeah, I remember like the whole point, it was just me sitting in my apartment or house, or whatever I was in there in my room, just actually learning to dance. And like, like I thought it would be so easy just to, you know, oh God, it's so hard. Myself and just, do it this way and do it this way. And like, you know, if you finally get it right one time, I'm like, I'm golden. I got it. But I remember the day, like our teacher recorded, the professor recorded us. Like I messed up on one little thing. I was like, damn, I thought I had it, you know, but <laughs> I mean, and, like, and I it, thought I was like, I practiced, I was ready, but then you had new yeah. elements. That's why. Cause then you exactly. had the new element of being in front of people yeah. doing it. And then these new distractions there. But I was so, totally know. No, I was so proud of myself though. Cause I learned it, you know, I got the music down. I had the timing down, you know, and I actually had like some little ending stuff. I was doing like, when it ends, like on that beat, I'm going to like, I forgot what else to do. Something, <laughs> something, I love something, it. Something stupid with Ninja Turtles, but uh, man, I hope I can find that now. I'm going to get to look for tomorrow. But yeah, I, the whole point was just like, it was so tough learning that. Yeah. yeah. Muscle memory is, is what you tough. do as far as broad, you do like Broadway, right? I mean, well, so yeah, I created a dance fitness class called Five Six Seven Broadway, which is right. all to Broadway music, but it's for adults and it's dance fitness. So it's not like a dance class, like we're going to be doing like kicks and like 20 pirouettes and like I don't know, 20 is a lot, um, but like doing, you know, it is dance fitness. It's a way to exercise through moving, you know, a grapevine, you know, all these other things as well. But yeah, I really, I try to challenge people that muscle memory of memorizing choreography is not easy. And so I have to really remind people, like, I know what you're talking about. You practiced, yeah. you were ready, and then you got in front of, and then you had a new element when you actually had to do it. So it challenged your mind in a, a different way, which was actually really good. Like, you know, it, that, that only helped you grow your muscle memory. And the more you would do that, the better you would get at it, just like with anything else. But, right. um, you know, hearing you say, yeah, I was so ready. I didn't, I, I thought I had it down. Yeah. And I love, I love that. And I try to remind people like, yeah, you're now let it go or get out of your head or get out of the negative thoughts in your head. And that's why during this pandemic, teaching people, people virtually to, kind of just get them out of their head for that moment refuel help their brains uh because it does take work it does you know it does take taking care of yourself <laughs> as much as i wish you could push a button and be like yay i'm i'm so well i'm mentally well i'm everything it does take effort and um that's for me that's why i try and find things that work for me and it works something works for everybody so dance might work for people dance might not yeah. obviously like that and like other you know people love sports i'm not a a sports i remember playing baseball you're gonna laugh at me but like i remember playing base i quit dance i went to dance for a year and then i i, I decided i wanted to play baseball and give that a try 
baseball was so slow for me. It would tortured me. I have like vivid memories of just being tortured by how slow it felt to me, <laughs> but and you're going to laugh. But the thing I love the most, I feel like I'm in like high school musical, but this wasn't <laughs> high school. This was still an elementary school, but I like, I loved the uniform. I love the uniform. So obviously the universe was like, mm, maybe baseball is not for you, but Hey, why don't you get back in a dance class and put on a costume? <laughs> but that's the thing is like creativity is really, I think I really try to help adults understand that creativity is everybody is making a creative choice every day. Mm -hmm. Even the clothes you wear, every sort of thing is some sort of a creative expression, how you make your house look the whatever it is, it's a creative expression. And um, I really try to encourage people to tap into that, try new things with that, but also commit to, uh, to stepping out of your comfort zone as well, saying, hey, you know, and even during my class, uh, virtually, like we'd be dancing to like, you know, Chicago, and I'd be like, do you have a use grab a towel and use it as a boa like i was just you know like because you know what am then who's gonna have well some people do have a bow at home but like what it like sure. get creative allow your mind to step into because some people are like oh i'm not creative and i'm like you you definitely are you like it's, it, right? yeah you have to it's it's um creativity is a really well if it weren't creativity we would not be talking and intelligence but like creativity is a form of intelligence like we would not be talking through the internet and right. through all these things without creativity to think outside of the box and say, Hey, I want to make this, which we'll eventually no doubt see, but like, I'm going to make this car fly or one day we're going to talk through our cell phones. You know, you and I both know that like, you know, when we were growing up, the idea of talking through your cell phone was a very future or not talking facetiming should clarify i'm better with movement sometimes <laughs> but like video conferencing through your phone and uh we would you know that idea was so futuristic it was so futuristic well it is here but it is definitely trying to use different ideas in some way to to expand and to grow and that does could be something big like that or something for your life that is different but you have to step outside of the box and and then tap into it own it own that creativity so i want to go back and well this is not really going back but with my creativity so i don't want to keep toot my own horn about my dance moves here but i mean i wish did you please tell me you have that recorded so i do um, i got this one recorded and this is i'm gonna oh, that's awesome show or tell well most people i guess have seen it but so have you ever watched uh the peacemaker it's on hbo with john cena no i need to watch that okay. so and my dogs are going a little crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway they, they usually shut up anyway so uh <laughs> lost my train of thought so anyway the whole point was that there's opening credits and john cena's doing this street style i don't know what you call it some kind of choreographed street style dance or whatever oh, i think i've seen like clips of this okay yeah it's pretty popular he's such a big guy that... <laughs> so anyway so uh, somebody sent me a text like hey you should learn this dance and i was like can't be that hard you know again right like what i was talking about earlier I was like, do it <laughs> I so i spent probably day and a half trying to learn it and just watching that oh, youtube video over and over and breaking it down little by little by little but it was like you said, get out of your comfort zone and stuff. It was so cool doing it. Like I actually enjoyed learning the dance. It's because it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's kind of, it's not really any wild, crazy moves, but uh, it's on, it's on the Instagram reels if you want to see it, but it was, it was fun to do. And I enjoyed doing it. And it, you know, like it kind of got me like, Ooh, you know, this is, I can 
go off on different little other little dances, I guess, and learn those and stuff. So it's well, it's fun. It was fun for me. You then you definitely need to get on TikTok because that is what well, I don't know about, about there yet. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, when you look back and look at it, I'm not exactly like John Cena, obviously, but it was man, that was it was the whole point. Well, I'm was, glad it was cool. Oh, well, I'm glad you yeah, Something and you're having fun. Exactly. The most important, but there is I think people I hope that anybody's listening. There's so much that can be had through creating. You were creating. You decided you wanted to create yeah. and through movement and try something and you didn't care. You're like, I don't care. And not caring what other people think about. That's always the hard part. I have to. Exactly. Exactly. What that's saying. yeah. Like, and that's why with me, even when I started dance when I was seven and then people, yeah, I had really, I loved what I, I loved it so much that no one was going to make me stop but you know people made fun of me that's for sure but the thing is it's really getting out of that mindset to say hey i don't care like you were like hey i'm gonna want to learn this dance i'm gonna do it and i don't you didn't even it seems like you didn't even think twice did you think about what people were gonna say no so when i first started this podcast that's what really was like i was so worried about you know you're throwing yourself out there to the world to the internet and you're like hey yeah so, you know, and just like we were talking about social media earlier, there's always going to be some asshole or somebody who's going <laughs> to try to bring you down, you know, and just say Definitely. random, you know, random shit on the comments or whatever. And so I was like, hey, man, you know, and I forgot how many episodes I'm in now. But I was like, once I did that, I was like, I broke the barrier. You know, I broke the wall. I was like, I don't, if I'm going to do this, you can't care what people are going to think. You know, you can't. Definitely. Yeah. If you keep doing that, if you keep caring what people are going to say, then you'll never do anything at all. You know, and it doesn't matter what you do in life. You know, you could, I don't know, invent I don't know, the new currency, I guess, or a new Bitcoin. I don't know. This is just a, weird That's a whole new thing for yeah. my mind. Okay. I'm, well, I'm still trying enough. to understand that change. But it's hey, kind of like, okay. it this will come. Better, this is a better way to say it. So, you know, like, what's your favorite move? Oh, gosh. Off top of your head. What do you got? <laughs> you're going to laugh because you're going to be like, this, oh, this is the gayest comment ever. <laughs> beaches, 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 the movie with Bette Midler. <laughs> It's the gay. beaches i know see you don't even know it I've like I've, I've and i <laughs> you have to watch it so now that is that is it came out in the 90s like starting you know that middle, yeah it's like it it's like, is it's so good it's so good it's one of those movies that makes you cry but you gotta watch it it's very 90s uh beaches and it's about these two women it's it's like gay pop culture so there you go right, I wrote but it. it was a big movie it was a massive movie at the time Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was a long no, answer for I, no, you were no. like, oh God, I asked him this question. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I was thinking it'd be like a, I don't know, you know, like uh, clueless or uh, clueless <laughs> or I don't know. What's Why another? am I in the nineties now? Yeah, I'm stuck I, in the nineties. Or I don't know. What's another famous movie? I don't know. The new Batman, um, whatever. Titan- Titanic, another nineties movie. Yeah, God, I, I can't. I was, I can't all right. So anyway, I was thinking of okay. you were going to say something like one of the most movies that made the most money out of ever the world or whatever so anyway, okay the whole point okay. is that all right so titanic great movie you know made so much money at the box office right tons, yeah. tons of people love it but there's always one guy out there it's just like i fucking hated it <laughs> definitely you <laughs> will always have that yeah it's like well all right that's cool but why did you hate it i, I ain't gotta tell you you know it's like, 
<laughs> You're like, why? Well, why do you got to be so verbal about it? Yeah, why you just don't saying, like it. Can you just walk away from it? Why are you saying you hated it then? And it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I ain't going to tell you. Like, well, then, okay, that's fine. But if you can't tell us why you didn't like it, that's cool. But if you didn't like it, you didn't like it, I guess. But you don't have to go shitting on people who liked it, you know? Yeah, definitely. So. I know. And that's the hard thing about, especially in this day and age, because everything we're putting our, I have to admit, if, if anybody's on social media or doing podcasts or doing YouTube stuff, whatever it is, a lot of people are putting themselves out there. And when it's out there, it's out there. It's out there for all these different types of people to have an opinion about what you're doing. And I've had to really learn to be just like, okay. I mean, I learned that at a young age, I'm not gonna lie. Being a male dancer growing up in Phoenix, Arizona, trust me, I heard what people, <laughs> I know that people yeah. have opinions about me doing that. Uh, and, you know, but I've learned to always, well, I've, it's been a process, but yeah, owning who you are, owning who you are and letting other people, that's their problem. At the end of the day, all right, that's your problem. If you don't like it, you don't have to live my life. <laughs> Yay. Good for you. <laughs> are, are you glad? Or I don't want to say glad, but is it, do you think it was a good experience to go through that as a young child, just because mm. it made you into like saying like, all right, yeah, screw you. I don't, you don't have to care about me. I mean, or is it wish mm. you would have gone through it? I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a, that, that's a deep. Yeah. That's a good question. You don't have that's a really good. You don't no, have don't, I totally do. I totally do. I think it's a good, it's a really good question. Um, I think it has shaped I, I, not only did I dance, but I knew I was gay and people knew I was gay. That's another thing too. Like people, I, I, and when I say gay, like I just knew that I liked guys, like that was, and it wasn't a question to me just as much as I liked dancing. Yeah. It was not a question to me at all. Uh, and that was the hard part is was dealing with people that just pushed me, just not just slightly like pushed me, like pushed me, wanted to push me down hard for just being me. And I think, um, yeah, I'm really, in a way I le have learned a lot, but I also, I, I do want to help everything I kind of do now. I do strive to help the next generation, shall we say, you know, then, and I have to admit the next generation seems they're, they're growing a lot in their own way as each generation does. Uh, but I do want to help the younger me's, <laughs> younger me, the, the one, the, the, the next generation that is, you know, knows who they are, that they don't get that. But that, unfortunately, I think the thing that you and I have said too is that's life. Like that is life, but also to how can I help? How can I help? How can, you know, how can we help protect everybody to, um, to, yeah, you know, like, I'll tell you, there was an interesting thing that happened in junior high that I have always taken with me, always taken with me from that thing. So I grew up in a private school up until seventh grade. And then I went to this public school in seventh grade. So I was already dance, like dance was, I mean, like I loved dance. Like I was dance class and everything and going to dance competitions. And um, in seventh grade was rough. It was rough. There was, a, they knew people. And, you know, it's already hard enough as a kid. And there was people were just horrible to me. And there was this one guy particularly that I will never forget, like being in PE. And he would say the worst. I don't even want to say, but he would say the worst things to me, the worst. And I just, and I remember, and I looked back and I, I, I thank my younger self for making this choice, but I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And I wouldn't say anything in a way that was like coward, like, oh, I'm scared of you. It was that 
I knew it wasn't worth it. Like I knew, I remember being like, don't say it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's his thing. It's not worth it. And I would tie my shoes, calmly tie my shoes. And uh, I look back, I'm like, I don't know how I did that, but I, cause I have to admit in this teenage, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like still started a little bit, a little bit, you know, like, no, don't set. It's good to have some boundaries. Uh, but I, I long story long with this is that I wound up doing the school talent show. Cause I was like, I'm going to show people what I'm, what I do. Cause they all are assuming they don't have, they've never seen me dance. They've only, they're only assuming what they think of me. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to show them. And I remember I did this school, I did this dance with a girl from my dance studio and we did um, one sweet day by boys to men and Mariah Carey, Carey, we did a duo. And when we did the, when we finished the number, everybody, this is in the junior high school auditorium. And Everybody, I, we got a standing ovation and it was the weirdest feeling I've ever felt in my life. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Because it went from people hating me to people loving what I did because it did what I knew that once, sorry, that sounds like so, but I was like, my heart was like, just show them. And once I did that, then it changed everything with that guy specifically. He then proceeded to like, you know, um, later he came up to me and he apologized to me and he said, the reason I made so much fun of you was because I want to dance too. And you were doing what I wanted to do. And can I, and you would, he asked for like my approval, like apology and approval. And he was like, you know, I want to start dance. And I was like, great, like, great. Like, but let me tell you, not only did that happen. So that was great. And we became friends and like he's, and, but he became a professional dancer. He became one of the biggest bullies in my life who bullied me for dance, like hardcore bullied me for dance, became a professional dancer. And I'll never forget. I was working in Vegas on a musical. And he was performing in a show and I passed by the Bellagio in the taxi and I saw the billboard for the show that he was in. And I was like, who would have thought at seventh grade when I was tying my shoe and while you were making fun of me and all those moments that you would have this. And to me, that has, I've really tried to hold on to that of like you, you by standing and doing, following your heart. And, and pushing, like, I think kind of the theme that we've been discussing is like getting out of our heads, following, stepping out of our comfort zone and not caring what other people think uh, in a healthy way, that there's really kind of cool magic things that can happen because it influences other people, whether we understand that or not, it does. You know, your followers could have seen or people around you could have seen, oh, look at what he's doing. Oh, I wish I, 
I want to look at, okay. I like that. He's doing that. Look, he's having fun. I, you know, I wish I really want more fun in my life. I'm going to try what he's doing. Cause yeah. he looks like he's having fun and it looks like he's doing well. And I need that. You never know. You just never know. And that was a moment that I learned in seventh grade. You just never know. Uh, but also I learned too, like, I don't need to dance for other people's approval either. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put that clause in. I mean, that's really awesome of you. Like at that early age to know that, oh, all right. Yeah. I'll just let him talk shit or whatever. And I'll just keep moving. Yeah, I don't know on how I did that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I did. I really yeah, don't know how I did that. that. I guess is what I would say. That's, that's yeah, awesome. I sat there. I, I like, I have, I can, I can seriously see myself tying my shoe. I just remember, you know, and while he, and then he would actually get mad. He would be like, why don't you say anything? Why don't you say anything? Why don't you fight me? You want to fight me? Like you, and I just, it was like a movie. Like, I, and I just tie my shoe and then I'd walk away knowing very well that we, A, would never fight, which is weird. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, and then to hear him say, hey, I want to dance too. And that's why I made so much fun of you. <laughs> I would have, I mean, come on now. So, and then for him to be a professional dancer too, yeah. is, is amazing. It's amazing. And that is story obviously has, yeah, those were one of those stories that has really stuck with me. Um, but it, we, what we our our journeys do shape us obviously. And I think that's the thing that, you know, you had started off saying like by having conversations and talking about our journeys that does help each other that does help us understand each other more than just a social media post yeah. uh, or, you know, like, or yelling at each other. Cause that's going to get nowhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, again, you know, like you can say, and you know, there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there who could say anything they want to say and on through a keyboard and texting or whatever. And, you know, but yeah. when it comes down to actually talking it out or whatever, you know, it's just like when I was talking about Titanic, people are like, yeah, whatever. I ain't got to tell you anything or whatever. It's like, well, now you got me right here, bro. I mean, you don't want to talk no, like I'm ready. Yeah. It's like, what's up? I mean, what, uh, what was the whole point of that? But, you know, the I guess Titanic had flaws. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and plus, you know, and also with text and stuff, it's really hard to for me, it is well, not really hard. But, it, you know, when I do these podcasts and stuff, it's obviously better to like to do them like this or in, in person. Cause you can read the body language. You can read what people yeah. are doing and all that. But to her text, you're like, Hmm, how'd they mean that? You know? And, oh yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, they didn't mean it in a bad way, but then you take it a bad way. And that just escalates a whole new situation. You're like, I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah, I mean, too. Like, I'll, I'll say, or like some, you know, even if someone messages me or says something like on a social media post or something or an email, I'll be like, can you believe they said that? And he's like, I don't think they meant it that way. <laughs> you seem to hear it a certain way. And I don't. And that's where, yeah, it's trying not to assume through those group of words. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they can be misconstrued in a way that they're not really meant. So, so I mean, we're talking to dancing stuff and you're going back to your virtual classes. So do you just set up now in the RV and just teach right there? <laughs> outside, or how does that work? Yeah. Well, we were in Joshua Tree. Uh, so when we the pandemic hit, we we wound up moving to Joshua Tree completely because okay. uh, Jonathan could work. Everybody worked remotely, um, but yeah. So and then that that was a much better space. I can't do this. Uh, I can't teach it here. But now when I'm in LA and we bet we're just starting to be back in LA a little more often. Uh, but I have a friend that takes classes while well, that that is also part of uh, my company, and uh, she I teach at her place. So okay. we, and it's really nice because then we get to kind of dance together and I'm still not teaching classes in person yet. It's for me, it's just still all over the place. Maybe one day when I feel ready, when I feel ready, right. I'll, I'll do that. But I love also too, that I've met people from around the world. I really have people from Australia, 
the obviously the United States, Canada, the UK, Brazil, Ireland, Scotland. I love it. I would have never imagined. It's one of those things too. I would have never imagined. Um, and I, they're like family now. Like I feel like, uh, yeah, they're definitely a dance fam. And I'm, but it's funny because I don't really know all their voice. Like I've barely heard their voices, yeah. but I see them. And then I'm like, oh, I know them from their sets at home, their Broadway stages at home, which is either their bedroom or their <laughs> living room, or sometimes it's even just a kitchen. And that's, it, it was really I'm grateful to be sitting here and chatting with you about, cause I remember being like, gosh, darn it. You know, the winter of 2020 and just like, what the heck is happening? And we just kept dancing. We, uh, you know, I, it's, people sign up for class and we dance and uh, we're continue to do that. But that is something that I have done my whole life as well. Like I've danced through the good. I've danced through all the bullies. I've danced through all my stuff. I've danced through making bad choices in my life. Like I've, I've continued to dance through it. And uh, I know I'll continue to do that. And that's where I really try to encourage people find what your heart is telling you to do and do it. Like I can't, I'm here. I support you on that. And I, because I know for me, and I'm not just saying that, like, I know for me, when I do that, there is really magic within that. And, you know, it's like, it's great that like your heart was telling you do a podcast and you did it. Yeah. It's something scary as heck sometimes too. You're like, I don't know what I'd like, even with virtual classes, I don't know what I was doing. Even though I've done all this other stuff, I still had to learn some brand new way to do something. And, um, you know, but there is magic on the other side or when you get that message from someone that says, exactly. oh my gosh, right. mm -hmm, like, cause it's all of this at the end of the day, we are helping each other in one way, shape or form. We are, we, we can, we can make that choice to do that but sometimes especially in the virtual stuff like these podcasts some, i bet you get messages and you're like oh god i had no clue <laughs> that that was you're like all that all the struggle of trying to figure this out uh -huh. and then you get that one message that says hey i'm so grateful i heard that that really changed everything for me right now i needed i needed to hear that and you've helped me exactly bam exactly. job complete yeah i mean you know like i said earlier i, I teach a couple of crossfit classes a week and even if you, somebody comes in like that and said hey thanks for doing this or inspiring or give me a tip or whatever yeah it's like okay you reach even if you know you have a thousand people and you know 999 didn't get anything out of it but yeah one person but they yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got one person makes because it grows yeah. well, because if you think about it like that one person goes back into their community to their families to their everything and that has a ripple effect that really is a i try to rem keep remembering that myself when it's hard when you're like i don't know what's going on. what am i doing how am i doing this you know i love that you teach crossfit crossfit is hard i love it yeah I, you I, know, I, I, I got into it nine years ago and it was one of those things that you know after college i wanted something that still you know i could work out and you know kind of challenge me and get my competition you know, gears out of the way or keep them moving, whatever you want to say, I guess. And then, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. You just, I just stuck with it and it, it just That's makes good. sense to me, you know, like I enjoy it, you know, and then, you know, especially after work and stuff, you know, it's one of those things that you just not only physically stronger, but mentally stronger too. just putting yourself through those type of workouts. And you're like, Hey, I can do this. You know, it just, you know, and it makes, I've always said this a lot of times on here, but it makes life outside of crossfit or the world whatever you say a lot a lot easier in my point of view you know well yeah you're getting a lot of energy out and you're taking care of yourself like mm -hmm. well the most important thing is you're taking care of yourself but like yeah there's there's that's really power it is powerful anybody that 
is helping people physically and mentally. I'm like, always like, that's, especially now, especially as people have been stuck and or gained weight, they feel like, or their new habits, not healthy habits and having to reprogram ourselves, you know, they need, people need people to help guide them to pick up new, new good habits again, like, you know, taking care of yourself by working out. A lot of people got that, you know, like we've been saying, you know, they instantly, when the world stopped, there's a, they stop caring about themselves and just, you know, I'll just catch up on TV and eat Doritos all day long. Not I like doing that too. Trust me. I would love it. I'll cross a bag of Doritos. It's good for like a day. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, I should be doing this for, you know, six, six days in a row. Well, I feel, I mean, I, I know for me, I, I totally, yeah. In the beginning of the pandemic, I was, cause I'm such a social person to take that all away and be stuck for me to be in the middle of the desert, which I'm grateful for. Like I love Joshua tree. Joshua tree is like my happy place. You know, there's something about the desert growing up in the desert myself in Phoenix. Like I love the desert, uh, but, you know, to pull me away from people and then to just kind of be stuck, it was depressing. Uh, and then my husband was starting to make a lot of bread. <laughs> the bread was like a beginning, like the beginning thing, like bread, let's have bread. And I was chowing down on bread. And I used to be, I, I had to learn the new habit that I had to learn, even though I, and I try to, even before the pandemic, I was trying to inspire people to work out at home. And that's following my heart, by the way, even though I didn't work out at home, I started creating more content online nice. for people to do at home. And I'm glad I did that, but, um, I'm not a at home workout person and I've learned to be an at home workout person now. Like, I love it. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's my own time, but that, that took a, that took some, some consistency. So, so not only do, you know, when you're teaching the class and stuff, so you're also doing some workouts on the side too. Definitely. I've had to learn to do that. I love working out with people. So to, sure. to not have that for the last couple of years, I've had to really, uh, I do a live stream class, uh, like a, uh, functional training, uh, live stream class, but then he, he also provides, uh, like a replay and of the class. So sometimes I don't take in real time and then I just do the replay and outside with weights. It's all very much in your spots. Like just you, all you need is like a yoga mat and some weights. Nice. Love it. And I've really, now I love it. I hate Chris. Let me tell you, I hate it hated it in the beginning <laughs> to hit that replay and by myself i was like this is the worst thing you could ever do to me and um but i learned i learned to love it and that was a new habit that i had to learn myself i'm not saying i'm perfect at it either but i am much better than i was you know a year and a half ago oh, that's for sure <laughs> so i mean Gosh, you, i know you're talking about your husband making bread and stuff i mean so yeah Oh, the bread. Do, you, do you stick to a certain diet or do you just kind of eat whatever you want to? I mean, does that, I try. I mean, I'm, I think that is, I, I'm not horrible. And the bread, I know when it's to stop, like the bread phase, I was like, stop, you got to stop the bread phase. The bread phase is not good for you. Uh, but you know, it's like a roller coaster ride with it all. Like, I'm like, yay, I'm eating well. And then I'm like, I am craving sugar. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh. But I, 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 the main thing that I try to continue and I could learn, uh, I need to, that will be another thing to, to get better. I'm not saying I go to like McDonald's every day. Uh, I've been to McDonald's forever, uh, but I try to make an effort to continue to exercise. That is, that is the thing, but you know, I have my veggies. I don't like cooking. I don't like cooking. That's the thing. I don't like cooking. That's the problem. I grew up, my family did not like cooking either. So I think that that's probably another just like as much as I hated working out by myself and had to kind of learn how to do my personal workouts by myself. 
uh i'm gonna have to learn <laughs> through like ingredients together and like cry while i'm doing it and then sorry this sounds really dramatic but it's, oh, not, it's, cool, man. it's not great because like i should be grateful i can no, you just reminded me because you know growing up my family well yeah they didn't they're probably i don't know if they listen to this or not if they do whatever <laughs> your mom's gonna well, be mad yeah, well, especially, call. They, you know they didn't they didn't mom didn't want to cook she hated cooking and she, she, she won't say that but she does she, like she won't tell you out loud but <laughs> it was only like it's really certain meals like sometimes breakfast you know french bread or not french yeah french bread french toast sounds yummy french toast, french toast. okay for those okay. both are both are good both <laughs> okay are good. French bread, whatever and then like some <laughs> eggs and then you know mom would make spaghetti randomly maybe one night a week which was just ragu and balsam noodles and it's like, i love it got it mom but yeah most of the time we were going out to eat for all our meals like literally yeah so. same with us and that is a back then yeah, that how much nutrition or what you were putting in your body played on you really i just thought it was food was food you know yeah so well, I, I think we're part of that time too where we didn't i mean mcdonald's was yeah really i think a lot big, of people probably didn't even know then right they just kind of fast did. food was a big a big thing which now we've come to learn like maybe <laughs> it's not as like glamorous supersize it was not a, a good choice <laughs> that was not a that was not the best choice for yeah, our lives i shouldn't be just stuffing myself like that as much as i am <laughs> Yeah. I will. It's so funny, but I would get ready for in high school when I was um, competing for like nationals for dance competitions. I know this, it's like sounds like toddlers and tears, but we do dance nationals like across the country. And to prepare, instead of getting a fried chicken sandwich at Wendy's, I would get a grilled chicken sandwich saying that was healthier. Yeah. That is <laughs> that is gives you an example of like, uh, no, I, you I know, agree. I agree. And my parents had a joke or our whole family had a joke that when my mom would say dinner was ready, that meant that we would all get in the car because that means we're going out to <laughs> eat. <laughs> that is, that is, that is where are we going to eat in the, around Phoenix. <laughs> what's a, what's a dance competition like? I mean, in your, have you seen dance moms, the reality show dance moms? Okay, good. It's probably, it's probably best you have it. Um, it's dance competition. You prepare. It's like, it's kind of like toddlers and tears sort of, but you're, it's dance wise. So you compete regionally. Like I compete in Arizona with solo? my dance studio. Yeah. Like a solo group numbers. Okay, okay. And then like, for instance, I was junior Mr. Dance of Arizona and teen Mr. Dance of Arizona. Uh -huh. And then you would go, okay. that chapter would go to like nationals for that dance competition. It was called dance masters of America. And then you would the, go compete wherever nationals was New York, Las Vegas, New Orleans, wherever it was that summer. And then you would compete and you really would prepare a solo. So I danced to <laughs> That one year for teen, when I competed for Teen Mr. Dance of America, <laughs> this sounds so weird saying it out loud sound to, to, to someone that's like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> sounds sounds quite weird. Uh, but I did a dance solo. It's like a two minute dance solo to a song. It was at that time, it was called Still a Man by Prince, <laughs> by Prince. And you can be really rehearse all year long for this two minute number. Okay. And then you have, and then you compete it, you compete it regionally and then you compete it nationally. And there's many different competitions. The United States is it's like, just look at when, when long with beaches, you need to <laughs> look up dance moms and that will give you, it was on lifetime. Oh. Uh, and it was, I worked on the show in the beginning, but like Wait, it, it will give you an idea of what it is. You said you worked What'd on, you, you said you worked on dance moms. 
Yeah, I was an off-camera choreographer. So I would, uh, off-camera, I would create numbers, a concept, a song, uh, how the number is going to be. And then they would do it on camera. We'd rehearse the magic of reality TV show. How did you come you know? up with that? I mean, so like, you know, oh, when, I was, when I was doing the Peacemaker dance, like I was talking about earlier, I kept wondering like, you know, who created this? Yeah. It was like yeah, so yeah. Like, kind of stupid, simple moves, but to put them together in the way it flowed. I was, man, I would all think choreographers. Yeah, you, you know? You have, he had a choreographer definitely that worked with him Yeah, and you work in different environments. Sometimes you have time. Sometimes you don't have any time at all from film to television to reality. And this was a, a, a wacky reality TV show. Uh, and we didn't, yeah, my whole thing was I was, I had to create something that looked good on camera in a short period of time. And at the time, these girls were, you know, six and seven years old, not joking you. And there was like six of them and they would, you know, they would, it was called dance moms because in the dance world, the, the moms are always there with their kids and everybody's competing, but it's, it has a toddlers and tears type feel. Like it can get really, it can get really competitive and really dramatic. Uh, and, but long story long, I would, yeah, I have to create numbers, copyrighted songs too. So you'd have to, there's a list of music that I would have to listen to. And I would listen on bus rides, wherever we were going, pick a song. And then I would work with the producers and say, Hey, this is the song. And sometimes the, even the episode would be created around the concept of that number. Yeah. So for instance, we were in Lake Tahoe and we were, I, there was a number that I created with like mirrors and it was called, this is me. And there was like all about like, it was all about like spirituality. Here's these six and seven year olds. Dan, like, this is me. This is who I am. That's how dance numbers are, by the way. Okay. Uh, very all over the board, very theatrical. Okay. And uh, and then it'd be kind of the episode to a certain extent. You it, things change all the time, but like then it became about that and about costumes and about you know all these other things. So in the reality TV show world is is uh it moves quick and it it's a uh, you'd never know. You never know what's going to happen either on your toes. But thank God I was not on camera for that. So, so you would sit or not sit, but you would just go and practice this dance on your own, make it up, and then you would go teach it. Was that kind of like you would just get it down like to a T? Yeah, I mean, and sometimes you wouldn't have a lot of time and working with six and seven year olds with no time at all. Luckily, I kind of knew how they worked and I would pull different numbers that they've done in the past together and piece them together. And then the main teacher, her name is Abby. She would work on really getting everything together. They, you know, these, these girls had already experienced dance competitions that kind of knew, but they had never, again, like I was saying, it's like I rehearsed all year for a two minute number. These girls would rehearse two weeks sometimes for new numbers. And they were in, but they did, uh, they did amazing. And it's crazy. Cause, um, some of them, they've all gone to like, they're all, Dance Mom has been on for a while, but they've all gone on to like do amazing things. They're adults now, which is weird. And, you know, they're in movies and TV shows like jo, uh, Jojo. Do you know Jojo from Nickelodeon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love this when I tell you. You're like, what are you doing? Stop. You're Not like, a Nickelodeon, but, but she was, she's a big Nickelodeon star now. She was on Dance Moms. Jojo. So, Wait. Yeah. Jojo Siwa. Singer? No. Yeah, singer, actress, and well, really? dance started as a dancer, and then yeah, she became a big Nickelodeon like a pop star. star kind of thing. Or no? Yeah. Wait, this yeah. kind of sounds familiar now. Maybe I do know JoJo. You might probably, you probably, I mean, you probably have seen her for sure. But uh, she was started on Dance Moms. Here right now, so I could like show me a picture. Maddie Ziegler, who went on to yeah, she's done so much and 
it's been amazing to see them from their first filming their first episode of dance moms to that. And that will give you an insight into the world that I kind of grew up in, in the competitive dance world. I've, I've always wanted to know that, you know, like, you know how people can play an instrument just by from ear, I guess, you know, they mm -hmm. just hear the song and then they go on a piano and play it. So like, you know, if you see a dance and you just watch it for the first time, never knowing the choreograph, can you just go out there and just start doing it? No, good? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it is a muscle. It is a muscle memory. Like some people, it does take practice. Like for sure. The way the brain remembers is really fascinating. And it, that's the thing I love about dance is that it really, uh, it helps your brain. It's known to help diseases fight off diseases uh, because you're really having to like lift your right arm, lift yeah. your arm on one, two, three, four. Like your brain is really having to, to work in a way that rhythmically uh, all these things, I will never forget like the first dance move I did in dance class when I was a kid, it felt like I was transport. Like I was like, I can't even lift my arm at the same time as this dance teacher is trying to tell me. And uh, once I got it down, practice, 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 you know, it's really amazing to see people come to life when they, like you, you were practicing, you know, I'm glad that you, some people do think they can just push a button and memorize choreography. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you were like, I've got to practice. Yeah. I've got to take some time to memorize this choreography. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, you know, like we were doing bar muscle ups tonight, me and one of my best friends at the gym tonight. And, you know, we were, it was like a new move. So it was like a gymnastics move, like a glide kip. And we normally people don't do that in CrossFit. So anyway, or if you can do it, but they don't count for anything in a competition. So anyway, got it. I was just like, Hey man, just tell your brain to tell your body to do it this way. You know I mean? It's not hard. And like, sometimes I'll give that, say that cue to other members. Like, no, it's pretty hard for me, Chris. You can't do it. Like just tell your body to move. like this. Like, well, for me, It makes sense to me when I'm just like, I see it. And then it's just like, oh, I just need to do this instead of, you know, do X, do Y instead of X. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Just like even when I was learning that dance or whatever, you know, I was like, all right. So I was it got to where I didn't have to think about really what I was doing. If that makes sense. Like I just kind of knew my body was naturally that's what motor control. What's the word am I looking for? It's just yeah, do that. And like it goes on autopilot. Yeah. And then I yeah, then I felt like that if I did one move wrong, it goes, oh, you messed up to restart. You know, like I automatically <laughs> just knew like, hey, that was not the way it goes. And then you go back to square. Muscle one. memory, muscle memory. Your yeah, body yeah, was it does remember. Yeah. It totally does remember when you do if over and over again. That's why I try people will be like, I gotta do it again. I'm like, yep, you gotta do it again because your body will remember. And then your body will tell you, yeah, oh, that was not the right move. And then when you can go on autopilot, that's good that you were able to go on autopilot. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, it just, because that's where you want to It just happened. I was like, hey, I'm just doing this without this kind of this. I was more, <laughs> I think, just listening to the song, then just knowing my cues from there, I guess. I don't know yeah. if that's normally people do, but that's what it, I, I knew how to move. But it was just kind of like, all right, here comes my cue. Now that's I'm good. Yeah. That's really good. You got, you, you connected to the music. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing too that, it these things are really that's a, it's a really creative art form you're connecting to music music is really magical in my opinion it's a drug not even my opinion like it's an incredible art form and to combine movement into music is just absolutely so i love that you connected to it you connected to it and you got lost into it yeah. and you're like you were aware but you're i'll never forget when i was competing one time i uh it was kind of when I was coming into my own of like really in high school of like really taking it to the next level in dance. And when I got on stage, 
I just remember kind of like letting go. I practiced so much, but like, I just let go. And I kind of remember what happens. And then I got off stage and I was like, oh my God, I only remember bits and pieces of that moment, but it felt absolutely incredible. It felt absolutely amazing. And, you know, with any art form, uh, any physical art form, it, it really does feel amazing when you can like let it go and just kind of be there in the moment and feel your strength and just allow yourself to be in the present moment and not in the future and not in the past. Do you, do you find yourself listening to a lot of music? I mean, I, that might be a stupid question, but yeah. No, I mean, that's I feel not like, a question at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I that's like a, you're constantly always just listening to new music. 100. And you, you're very intuitive because that is, yes, I love music. Yeah. Music is my, these, this, this headset is like for my AirPods, especially through this pandemic and through my whole life, but especially through this pandemic, I needed, I need music badly. Music helps me. It helps me feel, it helps me, uh, hypes me up. It also makes me, if I'm feeling something and I just put on a sad song, like I need it. And uh, randomly now I, I like, <laughs> I never used to like spa, spa music. Like I like spa music, but like relaxing music just kind of always made me like, Oh, whatever. I like love <laughs> relaxing. I'm like, put on spa station on iTunes. And I'm like lying down. So, oh, spa station. I don't even know, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that is, but I guess obviously it's what you would be hearing in the spa, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's something yeah. Re it's really like relaxing, like yeah. a piano, like, or a flute, a flute, or like a violin, all these things. And, you know, a, a very, or water, <laughs> water in, <laughs> in a river, like all those things that it, sometimes I'd be like, Oh God. But now uh, I, through this pandemic, I've needed kind of, I've needed to relax. As you can see, I probably, I get very excited. Like I, so, you know, having, being stuck in a, our house, like I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> like <laughs> give, give me trickling water <laughs> in a river in my ears, please. Uh, so, so before you, all right. So I don't know if this might be a stupid question. So before dance competitions or whatever, you know, like, so yeah. sometimes I guess what I'm getting at is that before CrossFit competitions that I've done or before anything big, you know, a lot of people say they got to get this hyped up music and yep. get pumped up and going. And, but I've heard also that through I think podcasts and I don't know where else I've heard this at, but it was something along the line saying that you should actually listen to calming music before mm. a big show, mm -hmm. keep your heart rate down to sit there and just relax and yeah, stay like a chill vibe. Oh, I should have said chill vibe, but yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Before, instead of sitting there like, you know, jamming out the Eminem, you know, or whatever, like, yeah. Go out the, is, is that yeah. answer? it kind of depends on the environment. Like, let's say I'm going to be, let's say I have to do something in front of a audience, like a big audience and it needs to be really energetic and I need to come out feeling woo, like, yeah. Then I have, you know, I, then I'll use something to center myself, but I won't want to exhaust my energy prior to that. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll hold, I'll rest, make sure to try to get rest prior to something big, eat well, eat well, stay hydrated, uh, all the things that help you so that you can have the energy for that moment. But yeah, it can't be, um, for instance, like before a dance competition, this is, I mean, dance competition is so long ago, but uh, I would eat a nice, the night before competing, I would have pasta <laughs> to fuel up and I have a lot of pasta yeah. and I would fuel up with that. That was, that worked for me then. I necessarily wouldn't do that now, but like that worked for me and I fuel up and then yeah, competing for that. And it depended on my solo, but overall I would, you have to let go. I think that's the thing that dance has taught me is to let go. 
you just gotta, you can prepare all you want. And it is good to, obviously you need to prepare and that's the best thing. And you got to trust that. And you got to say, you know what? I have put in the work. I have put in the effort. I, I, I don't look back and say, I wish I would have done more. Like I know that I did what I should be doing. And now I have to trust it and let go and, and, and not get in the way of it. And um, I continue to have to do that to this day, but yeah, if I were to like, for instance, if I, you know, like you saw that good day, New York segment, I made sure to like that day. I didn't do a lot when, cause I had been traveling. I had to, to New York. I'd been, we got to New York a day early. Uh, and then I knew I was going to have to be in front of cameras. So then just took it easy that morning. And then when I uh, got there, then I, I just, you know, I made sure to not to be low energy either. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you want to find a right, but you don't want to be like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that is a crack. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause then you're like, gosh, darn it. Calm down. But um, yeah, even when I had to film a workout video, I do have to kind of calm. Like I, I need, I can't be around people a lot. I will say that. Like I actually need to be, I need my alone time. Cause then I pull, pulled that pulls the energy from me. If, if I have to give out a lot of energy, I try to take some time for myself prior and make sure that I don't have a lot of distractions. It's interesting that yeah, yeah, you, you got to find your even keel just to know what, I guess you read the room and know what, you know, I, I, what am I trying to say? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Read the room and just, you don't want to be too energetic. You don't want to be too calm. You know, if you have, you know, like you said, what were they? Fox eight, which I don't know why I said Fox eight, the Fox. I think say? it was like, yeah, New York. Fox. Okay. The New York segment or whatever, but yeah, you don't yeah, want to good day, New uh, York. Be jumping off the wall. You just got to know like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, how, like how, how do I need to be there? It's just, and because I would be the same way if I was looking for a dance instructor or, or even a CrossFit instructor or whatever, you know, you want to go in there and just like, all right, how, you know, what's their personality like? Hey, what's their energy like? You know, what are they yeah. be? How are they with me? Are they having a good day? Are they having a bad day? You know, am yeah. I catching them on the bad day and they're going to hate me and they're going to hate everything I do? Then you're just like immediately first impression. Like, no, nah, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this. Class. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You and being authentically yourself. I think that's the, that's too, is like showing up as you because that that you can definitely tell when somebody is putting on a show and they're not you're like okay this is or you can tell when they don't care yeah you're like i don't care exactly you're like oh god this is a job this definitely is a job for you when you have to be around in front of like as a teacher even before the pandemic teaching in front of people my job was to and it still is but to yeah bring that energy in that moment and i that's always the hardest part of like yeah, reading the room, but also if the room is low, how do I bring, how do I, how do I get them to, to, you know, come up in a way that they're not going to be like, you know, hating me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, that, that all too is just trusting and letting go and not, um, not overdoing it. I remember for an audition I had, this is, and this was auditioning specifically, but I had a big audition for uh, a callback for a national tour. And I learned, I had been going to acting school prior to that because I wanted to get out of more dancing and be, do more roles. And the callback, I made sure to not, I, I walked a lot around New York City so that I got some of my energy out. Because when you have to stand, like usually like this, I was going to have to sing. Well, this one, actually this callback, I was only going to have to sing and read sides. And 
it can be nerve wracking when you have a lot of nerves going. <laughs> if you don't get that out a little bit, you get, yeah, you can feel your energy as you have to stand there. So I got some, I learned to, and I had learned that in acting school to get that energy out a little bit, practice relaxation, but also, um, get the energy out. So I walked, I walked a good, like five blocks. Um, I got off subway stops prior to the, where I was, my callback was at. And then I felt I was just at the right spot to be able to be in front of people and not be like, Hey, like, yeah, what do you want me to sing? I'll sing for you. Like, it was more like, yeah, I'm here. What do you need me to do? You know, I was, I was much more, I was calm myself, but that does take, that does take practice. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Do you, are you a naturally high energy person altogether? Do you think? Yes and no. Like, yeah, I definitely am. And then I definitely can deplete myself. That is something that I'm working on currently is that I love to give and I love to be around people and I love to help people. Uh, but then I also sometimes don't know how to turn it off mm. or I don't realize I'm on low. Like my fuel level is low. And then I'm like, and then I wake up and I'm angry and like tired and I'm like, what, what's wrong? And, you know, something that I'm continuing to find ways to, you know, if I'm not going to do three podcasts in a day or like, you know, or teach a class and then do all these things that will throw me all my energy out. So I really try to find ways to properly give my energy. That's why I really admire and also too, I'm really trying to pull, learn from other people as well that I admire. Like when you see somebody that's really busy, how do they do it? How do they, and they're yeah. like, and they seem sane. <laughs> how do they, how do they do it? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know. That's one thing, you know, I've always wondered that, you know, like, you know, your role models, or if you have a mentor or whatever, it's just like, Hey, how are they actually going through life? And it seems like what you just said, are they getting by? Like, are they happy? Are they doing it correctly yeah. how can i be like that or do i just kind of what we've been talking about this whole podcast like find my own way just like what you were saying earlier just let go and just let let it happen and just knowing that i did my best to prepare you know definitely whatever definitely. I have you and then you know if it works out it works out if it doesn't then maybe i'll learn from my mistakes and that way next time i'm even more prepared you know well i think that's the that's another thing too is like that's the only way of learning it's, it's to through those oh, mistakes wait. like that's and that's the hardest part about taking a risk because you're, you look, you, you got out. I like, I love that you got out in front of people like, and you were like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a dance thing. And here I go. Uh -huh. And you learned something through it. And again, you know, sometimes, yeah. I remember when I first did a dance solo, when I was a kid, I forgot the solo on stage. Mm. I forgot. I prepared. I forgot. And as a kid forgetting in front of an audience terrified me, I needed to learn that. I needed to learn that was that was a big learning. I have I have vivid memories of how that felt forgetting my solo and I kept turning. All I did was kept doing shunnies across the stage. And then my brain kicked back into gear and I could remember the rest, but it would felt like it was an eternity. But you know, and then even as a performer and as a business owner, <laughs> I think the thing we've been discussing too is change. Yeah. Like things just change and they grow and in order to do that you kind of have to sometimes it's not that you're falling it's that you're just learning and growing and if i say well that was a mistake that should have never happened don't get me wrong there's some things that obviously but like overall like if i step out of my comfort zone and it didn't go the exact way that i thought it should 
if I beat myself up or if I focus on that and don't use it as a learning opportunity, I am going to be miserable. Mm. And I do remember that time when I was doing that. So I will say that that's why I, I can tell, I can tell you I was miserable because I kept saying, well, that should be that way. That's that scenario should be it. This should have turned out. I did all the work and this should have turned out this way, but it didn't. And while I wish that wouldn't have happened. And then I focused, it's my ego. It was my ego. And uh, I'm really, I, I try to now just be like, okay, well, I'm not saying <laughs> this is easy for me either. I'm not being like, yeah, you mistakes happen. You got to handle it. Like <laughs> I, I, like, I know, like, I'm like, oh, I wish that didn't happen. Uh, like, why did that like, oh God, I feel I'm just, you know, that feels humiliating. I don't know. Like, you know, I, w I did that on camera. I forgot something and everybody got to witness me forgetting something and, you know, but I think that's life. And I'm trying to, con I don't, I for sure don't want to be, I want to make sure that I follow my dreams. Like I said before, and yeah. take those risks. I don't, I want to, I want to do that. I want to do that. So, you know, talking about all that learning. You just have yeah. me thinking about, you know, like, you know, letting go and doing your best and learning from your mistakes. You know, I was thinking that, you know, five years, I'm not the same person I was five years, five years ago and probably yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. you know, I was looking at myself back in college and, you know, I guess it was like a social norm. Like if we were at a party or at the bar or that we don't really have clubs here in the town. I mean, it was just more of a bar with the dance floor, I guess. And so, yeah. but it was just like, you know, it's almost like, you know, you want to, you want to go dance? Like, you're going to go dance with that girl. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not dancing. You know, like it was like, <laughs> we don't dance, but yeah. but then if you went dance with a girl, you're pretty much half drunk. And it was just, you know, like her get in front of you and you're just grinding on, on the back. And it was like, yeah, I'm dancing or whatever. And I'm not really sure I was going. Like, I, feel, I feel the music. Yeah. But you I feel know, the music, <laughs> but yeah, but it was really, it's like, you know, this is not, this is not really dancing. I mean, this is just, get up here and act like an idiot or whatever. I guess my whole point was just that I would have never done learned this, that peacemaker dance, I think 15 years ago. Cause I was worried about like what you're saying, being bullied or being made fun of. And I was like, this ain't worth yeah. it. I'm to go through that. Even though sometimes your friends might just be having fun with you, but even though it's kind of one of those things that people, when people say like little sarcastic quips or whatever, they're like, Hey, you're really serious, but you're just saying it in a joking way, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, and it, it reminds me of that, that quote, dare to be different. And I, even though you're not trying to be different, it's different in society norms. Like for instance, for me, I being a male dancer back at that time, that was not like now TikTok is like everybody, yeah, cool. everybody's doing the next generation, especially is all guys, girls, everybody's doing these dances and they're like competing against each other. And they're like, they want a viral dance video. That sure. was not happening when I was growing up. They were like, why are you dancing? Like, you're not allowed to dance, but I wasn't trying to be different, but I'm glad that I held on to following my heart and doing something that and putting myself out there, even though I was just doing what I loved. And I think if more people, I hope that I don't want to tell people what to do. I just want to encourage people to follow their heart. And if something is telling them to do something, you know, and other people are like, why are you doing, why are you doing that? Or, you know, it's good. It's push that away, let it go and keep continue to follow your heart because each one of us has some, we have a purpose. We have a purpose yeah. and it, whatever that is, I, um, and I think, you know, I've touched on it too. It's like, and ultimately we do have a ripple effect too. Of like when you do something, it does have, you think somebody's not watching, but somebody's watching always somebody's watching and you, it helps you, who knows you, that, that person that is watching you, you might be helping them by you stepping out of your comfort zone alone and 
you might be helping them. And I think we could all use to be uh, a little bit more. I think everybody could use some support to be there for each other and in their communities. Uh, and that's why, again, full circle for me of like dance. I, that is how I think when I, when I teach dance fitness to adults, uh, but like virtual classes right now, cause that's kind of what it is for me. I do think of the, what this does for them and their communities like that. So when a new person comes to class, I'm like, great. I hope that this helps them so that they can be a light in their community, whatever that is, whatever, maybe this isn't just this one class inspires them to try something new. And maybe they know they're like, I'm going to go do this now. I hope that that has a positive ripple effect to help them um, wherever they are, because it's not a little thing to me. It never has been just like for me when I was a kid, it wasn't, that wasn't a little thing. And I, I think that's why I've witnessed the ripple effects of influence as well. Like watching, you know, dealing with my bully who then I just thought hated me and he really hated me because he wanted to do it. Had no clue in that moment, but I'm glad I stepped back in a way, followed my heart and there you go, you know? And that was a big lesson for me. And I hope that, um, I hope, I feel like everybody should have, I kind of continue to think of like, sometimes people are like, well, when it's, you say dream, it can be, doesn't, doesn't mean it's something massive like and when I say massive whatever that is like it can be starting an, a painting class or you're uh, you want to learn how to play the recorder oh my god <laughs> like you're like what I'm like hey that could be a joyful experience for the family <laughs> you know like whatever why does it have to be a recorder could have been a flute it could have been a flute but it was a recorder i think it's because i just saw it recently on tv and i was like what is a recorder doing in this world this is why was it ever something we ever had to do it was the worst thing ever um but hey it great makes hey that creation has made an interesting memory shall we say for for the generation yeah like yeah sorry no you're good i was just gonna say base card a few people but anyway but that was very <laughs> that sound, that I, sound was... I forgot about that forever but um oh uh, the recorder oh um, gotta bring that home everybody got a recorder and had to learn how to play like i remember those days three blind mice like... <laughs> but no that was very well beautifully said and i say we just take this home on that note right there i like it Okay, I like it. that was a good message. And I don't think <laughs> I could set it any better. And before we go down a dark road about recorders or anything. <laughs> someone's like, hey, I like recorders. Yeah, like, See, cuss- you own it. Don't listen to us. Don't listen They're to us. Cuss- us right <laughs> Ignore us. My life. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. That was great. So um, if people want to find 567 Broadway, find you, find anything you want to give out. How do they do that? All that good yeah. stuff. They can look up 567broadway.com. And in the information age, it is so easy to just type it in in Google. And I'm telling you, it will pull up all these things. Uh, my name is Joseph Corella, and you can even look that up. But that's harder to be like, how do you spell your last name? But 567broadway.com. Again, that is 567broadway.com. Everything is there. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to. There's an email link. You can email me, and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. That's great. Thank you for being here, dude. This was great. This was a lot of fun talking to you and learning about you. And I had, I had a thanks for having me. I had a lot of laughs on here. I got to see this dance video. Of oh you. yeah, just uh, check out the Instagram, man. And 
just go wild with it. Just don't judge. I'll me comment on it. I'll see. I'll judge. You'd me. be like, cool. <laughs> but I love that, it. like, because it was a real and like there was this. I had a sweet ending. I did a cartwheel and everything, and like the real cut it out. So I still I got definitely that part. Look this up. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, maybe I can see. I'll send you the whole video, dude. Too. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I thought it was pretty sick. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. All right, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you again, dude. This was awesome. Um, anything else you want to say for me? Throw no, I, I think we I think we said a lot. So yeah, we hey, did. go live a good life, everybody. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, go live a good life. Be good to yourself. I like good stuff. We're out of here. Catch us next time, or catch me whenever we're back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>